This is Quizwell Cast, episode 58B, 2009 Chicago Open Trash Tournament Mirror, round three between unrestricted free agents and Sand Gaines Warriors. In the very last play in this player's career, saw him hit a three-quarter court shot against the Hornets while playing mop-up minutes as David Robinson's backup. In another memorable incident, his player used his cerise-esque deep voice to predict a sweep through the playoffs, leading to the nickname Fo Fo Fo. Fifteen. It's a power. Your bonus. This song was the opening track on 1983's 90215 album and reflects the band's interest in objectivist teachings as it insists that someone give their free will a chance. Ten points each. Name this song, which also includes exhortations to move yourself and shake yourself. Oh, uh, this is called, this is, uh... Answer, please. Damn it, no. It's Owner of a Lonely Heart. <sighs> Owner of a Lonely Heart was a bit hit for this English group, whose members included bassist Chris oh, Squire. Um, Yes, this sprawling two-disc concept album by Yes features four interminable songs, each of which represents an idea expounded upon by Paramahansa Yogananda. Answer, please. No. Uh, that's Tales from Topographic Oceans, 10. Toss-up two. One version of this song discusses Kate Moss and her imaginary crimes and takes its lyrics from spliced words selected from George Bush's 2004 RNC speech. Besides that DJRX version, another version uses Pipeline exclusively instead of alternating it with High Price as backing vocals. Built over a baseline sampled from Liquid Liquid's Cavern, characters in this song include a street kid arrested for three years who is contrasted with a businessman getting bail. Omitted in the Duran Duran cover of this song is a naked Jack Horner who trades his clothes for some of the title substance. This song discusses a million magic crystals, which are twice as sweet as sugar and twice as bitter as salt, while other repeated elements include the exhortation, Get higher, baby. White lines. White lines. Don't do it. Bonus. Ten points each. Answer the following about a program whose existence was unknown to Stanford at 2009 ACF Nationals, I Love the New Millennium. In the show's How Gay Was It segment, this internet celebrity uses his gaydar to rate people and events on a gayness scale. He also helped judge the Miss USA 2009 pageant. This is Priscilla. Yeah. Priscilla. Yes. One thing the show loved from 2005 was this OK Go song, whose renowned video saw the band dancing like idiots on treadmills. Yes, this comedian impersonates George W. Bush on the show. His Bush impression has also appeared in the Norwegian film Long Flat Balls 2 and on episodes of JAG and NCIS. Answer, please. Uh, that is Steve Bridges, 20. Toss up three. One film named for these creatures centers on Kay Hoog, who battles an organization led by Leo Shaw and tries to find a lost Incan civilization. That film in two parts began with The Golden Sea and was directed by Fritz Long. This creature appears in the title of a film about Washington Day school teacher and serial killer Gary Soneji, who kidnaps the daughter of Senator Hank Rose. Miranda Richardson starred as Mrs. Clegg, the title character's murdered mother, in a 2002 film of this title based on a Patrick McGrath novel. That film, which starred Ray Fiennes as the title Schizophrenic, was directed by David Cronenberg. Forensic psychologist Alex Cross was played by Morgan Freeman in a 2001 film adaptation of a James Patterson novel whose title is Along Came One of These. Spider. Okay. Yeah. 
Answer the following about that most nefarious of legions, the Legion of Supervillains, for 10 points each. This member of the Legion kidnapped Timberwolf and had a bionic gun in place of one arm, a characteristic inspired by the Norse war god who gave him his name. There's like Thor, there's also... Uh, no, no, it's no, Tyr. Tyr's the war god. Tyr? Yeah, it's Tyr. It's Tyr. Uh, the Legion included this extremely dangerous native of the planet Neptune who possessed the terrifying ability to make his body flat. Paperman, Paperman. That is Ron Carr. The Legion also included Eve Ariez, who was known as the Queen of this planet. Another girl named for this planet was a telepath who was played by Alex Johnson on one episode of Smallville this year. Um, it's not like Krypton, probably. It's not maybe like Mars Krypton. or. I don't know. Like answer, please. That's uh, Saturn. Ten. Oh, it's one of the I, I thought it was a but I didn't have to guess. Toss a four. On an episode of Match Game, one of these people notoriously misspelled Ice Cube as E-I-S-Q-U-I-B, and to save money, exclusively called Merv Griffin through an 800 number. The least famous of these people appeared that performed in a long run of the plays The Thing, and made her only film appearance in 1937's Today's Girls. One of them starred in The Mad Magician, Wake Me When the War is Over, and the remake of Artists and Models. George Sanders was married to two of them, while another had legal difficulties immortalized in the film The People vs. Her. Those difficulties include an episode when she slapped Paul Kramer, a Beverly Hills police officer. Ah, Big War Sisters? Ten. Bonus, answer the following about the most terrifying defenses of the 1980s NFL, 10 points each. The Giants' ferocious defense was predicated around this cocaine-using, Joe Tyson leg-breaking linebacker, yes. The Philadelphia Eagles' defense of the late 80s was coached by this man, who had previously served as the defensive coordinator for the 1985 Bears. Buddy Ryan. Yes. That 1985 Bears team featured players such as William Perry, Richard Dent, and this linebacker, a graduate of Louisville who had 10.5 sacks for the Bears that season. Linebacker, it's gotta be an outside linebacker. It's not gonna be Mike Singletary because he's a middle linebacker. I don't know. Yeah, answer, please. Players. I got nothing. Uh, that's Otis Wilson, 20. Oh, Otis Belcher. <laughs> 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 Toss up five. During road games in Texas, this man started games in place of a hungover Bobby Lane, who joined his best known team after being traded for Junior Wren to the Browns, who released him so this man faced scrutiny after being linked to a Detroit mob gambler named Dice, with the story of the FBI investigation being broken the Tuesday before his only Super Bowl appearance. He got to that game by completing a 35-yard pass from his own two-yard line to Otis Taylor on a drive to beat the Raiders. In that game, he completed passes to Wendell Hayes and Mike Garrett and called a reverse for Frank Pitts that set up a Jan Stenerud field goal. He was named Super Bowl MVP. Alain Dawson. Ten. Bonus. The creepy acronym MEF appears on a computer screen in this film, terrifying Claire Spencer. Named the suspenseful 2000 film in which Michelle Pfeiffer played Claire and Harrison Ford played oh, her husband Norman. Stranger Within? Yeah. Stranger Within. Stranger Within. That's What Lies Beneath. Oh, sorry. What Lies Beneath was directed by this man whose more recent projects include 2007's Beowulf. Oh, Answer, please. Yes. In addition to What Lies Beneath, in 2000, Zemeckis directed this film about Chuck Nolan, who spends much of the movie chatting with an inanimate object named Wilson. Uh, 
this is what? Castaway. Castaway, yeah. Castaway? That's 20. Because it's sure that they're Yeah, I've seen what lies beneath. I just can't remember know, anything from Toss-up six. In the penultimate episode of this show's first season, a convent was stricken with typhoid while one character went on a date with a man who had a shoe fetish. One character on this show was discovered to have a young daughter named Betsy, and is played by an actor who had previously appeared as Piz on the dreadful third season of Veronica Mars, Chris Lowell. Other characters on this show include Cooper Friedman, who has a crush on Violet, and an expert on oriental culture named Pete Wilder. However, the show centers on the director of Oceanside Wellness Center, who responded to the unfortunate wedding of Christina and Burke by moving to Los Angeles after resigning... Private practice. Ten. Your bonus. This song inspired a 1991 film in which John Candy played a police officer who fell in love with Alex Sheedy for 10 points each. Name this song, which expresses the faint hope that maybe tomorrow a new romance will bring no more sorrow. (laughs) Answer, please. Cool uh, it is Only the Lonely. Uh, only the Lonely was the first big hit for this singer, who also had hits with Crying and Oh Pretty Woman. Yes. A candy-colored clown they call the Sandman fe- figures in this creepy Orbison song, which was memorably performed by Frank Booth in Blue Velvet. Yeah, um, which I saw Blue Velvet. It's not my cue. Uh, sweet. That is In Dreams, 10. Toss-up seven. The box set for the band that made this musician famous recounts that their first acquaintance with him occurred when he wore a ginger-colored suit to a high high numbers concert, taunted a member of that band into retirement, and took over for him. The Australian version of one of this musician's band's albums shows him using Clearasil, though other versions of that album have him treating a giant zit with a two of Medak. One vocal for this musician has him lauding a place where the holiday's forever, while another has him proclaiming that he works in an hotel all gilt and flash. To promote that second appearance, this man appeared semi-nude in Bellboy magazine, which was created as the program for the Quadrophenia tour on which he performed percussion. For ten points, name this... Keith Moon. Ten. Um, it's like Bonus, name these board games produced by Hasbro for ten points each. Eleanor Abbott developed this game, whose characters include Mr. Mint, Queen Frostine, and a monster named Globby. Yes. This game features a board which is a 10 by 10 square, which sports two lakes in the middle. Each side has eight scouts and five miners. Yes. In this game, you can use traps to kill other players while pursuing Agatha's fortune. Characters include Poopsie, who is perhaps pleonastically described by Wikipedia as a sadistic cat, and Spritzy, the stylist. <laughs> Very treasure. That's 13 dead end drive. 20. Oh, I played that. I own that game. I own it. I played it. I own it. Toss up eight. The current summer feature on this website includes rants against labradoodles, umbrellas, and Ellen DeGeneres' dancing. Besides this week is fuck you, this week in fuck you, other recurring features include mockery of a certain columnist's love of coffee, as well as dialogues with characters like one who frequently says "booly dat" and another who uses bizarre nicknames to mock Wade Phillips' obesity. Besides that, deconstruction of Peter King columns and the caricatures kissing Susie, Susie Colbert, and that's yeah. Should have gotten that on. Uh... This week in fuck you. One of my favorite colors. Bonus. Everyone remembers Nicktoons, they say, but how much do you remember about Nickelodeon's assortment of live action TV shows? Um, 10 points each. 
Camp Anawana was the setting for this Blue program. Shorts. Yes. <laughs> this program, part of the network SNCC lineup in the 90s, starred Larissa Olenek as the title high school girl. Yes. Seth Tytler auditioned for the lead role on this series, which debuted in 2004. However, Seth resigned himself to going to grad school after the role of Addie Singer instead went to Julia Roberts' niece Emma in an appalling case of Hollywood nepotism. I'm fabulous. I'm judging. Thirty. Much like Andrew Hart, one character played by this man doesn't understand uppers and downers, confusing them in a conversation about asthma pills with Lloyd. Another of this actor's characters asks a woman out to a to a Sunny Chiba triple feature after he confides that if he had to, he would fuck Elvis. Another character portrayed by this actor calls his dad sport and son, while his dad calls him father. That character kills Ram and Kurt, but stages their deaths as a gay suicide pact. Those characters played by this actor are Clarence Worley, who loves the Patricia Arquette played Alabama, and J.D., a creepy high schooler who tries to kill three of the title girls. For ten points, name the star of True Romance and Heathers, who also starred in the short-lived TV series My Own Worst Enemy. Later. Yeah. Yeah. Bonus. Answer each of the following about rock bands pulling the ultimate culture fail by pretending to be British for 10 points each. <laughs> Annoying as fuck British talking band Weezer begin, began this crappy single with the conditional, When You're on a Holiday. Um, so they said, no, no, they want the song. The song yeah. So, like, this, I thought this was called Holiday in the Sun, but uh, yeah. they wouldn't have said Answer, Hol- Holiday in the Sun. That's Island in the Sun. I, uh, damn it. Arch fake Britain's Green Day included a highly Eurovision-like sideswipe at Bush, who equals dumb, on their single holiday, in which the representative from California issues a Zig Heil to a president by this name. American Eagle. No. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, uh, so the, from the song, so... I want the name right. So president... Answer, please. Uh, American That's President Gasman. The South Park episode Kenny Dies sees Kenny reject a hospital visit from this former wife of actual Britain Guy Ritchie. Kenny correctly claims of her that she's an old anorexic whore who wore out her welcome years ago. Uh, yeah, 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 Madonna. That's 10. <laughs> I should have islands on this. Toss up 10. This word designates nature spirits who, in the mythology of Australian Aborigines, live in the rock walls of caves to avoid being broken apart by the wind. According to Robert Lawler, they taught sexuality in all its diverse forms to the Aborigines. This is also the first name of the wife of Alan Sparhawk, a musician who collaborates with him in the slowcore group Glow. This is the first name of a character who sings Out Tonight and joins with Roger for the song Light My Candle in Jonathan Larson's musical Rent. This name also appears in the title of a 2005 album, which included a collaboration with Jermaine Dupree, Get Your Number, as well as a collaboration with Snoop Dogg, Say Something. Those tracks, along with It's Like That and We Belong Together, appeared on that album about the emancipation of this figure. For ten points, give this four-letter name, which can be used to refer to Mariah Carey, or possibly to a fat secretary who tormented the title character. Mimi? Yeah. Ten. So this little guy. Bonus. This game featured voice actors like Kiefer Sutherland and Gary Oldman and saw missions in which players performed tasks like taking the Reichstag for 10 points each. Name this 2008 first-person shooter, the follow-up to Call of Duty Modern Warfare. So, yeah, so this is Call of Duty. Call to Arms or something like that? Or something like that? Okay, so Call of Duty, Call of Duty, Call of Arms. 
Uh, no, this is Call of Duty World at War. Yeah, One of the most popular aspects of World at War was a game mode where players fought waves of these enemies while trapped inside an old building. Like it's, zombies, probably. Or yeah. zombies. Uh, I can prompt on that. Uh, Nazi, uh, zombies. Nazi zombies. Nazi zombies, yeah. pretend. <laughs> Two of the missions in World at War see the player reenact parts of this battle, such as the taking of Shuri Castle. The Americans took this island just a few weeks before dropping an atomic bomb on Hiroshima. Um, uh, uh, the answer, please. Iwo Jima. Okinawa. Ten. Oh, <coughs> After ten right. toss-ups, I have 195. 70? Toss up 11. This author wrote about a Scotland Yard psychiatrist named Richard Greville who investigates the murders of all the adults living in Pangbourne Village in one work. In another work, he wrote about architect Robert Maitland who finds himself trapped in a strange urban location. In addition to running wild and concrete island, he wrote about the, a doctor who discovers a jungle being destroyed by the tidal phenomenon in the crystal world. However, he is better known for novels featuring the fetishistic Robert Vaughn and about a boy growing up in Shanghai, both of which were turned into movies. For 10 points, name this author of Crash and Empire of the Sun, who died in 2009. Time. Sorry, I called time. That is G.G. Ballard. I was going to skip one sense. Toss-up 12. One announcer with this nickname was fired after deploring the low attendance of the 1966 Yankees game. While on the Dan LeBetard show, the character fake Howard Schnellenfraud insists every sports team needs someone named this. A coach with this name succeeded John Ralston, but his Craig Morton quarterback team lost to the Cowboys in Super Bowl twelve. ESPN named a running back called this the greatest college player of all time for his stint at Illinois. That back was also called the Galloping Ghost. The most uh, red range? Or red? Yeah, I think yeah. that's fine. Oh, the old crash, not the crappy crash. <laughs> oh, you're a bonus. And so the following about Jews and basketball for 10 points each. This old coot once pointed out that everyone says basketball is a black man's game, but in my day it was a Jewish game. In 2008, this man broke a record held by Amos Alonzo Stagg for most seasons coaching at the same school. Who's been at the same school for a long time? Shashevsky. Shashevsky. No, I think so. It's a Jewish school. Answer, please. That's Joe Paterno. Oh. This 2009 Kings draft pick is noted for his love of hummus and is the first Israeli to be selected oh. in the first round. Caspi. Yeah. yeah, it's Caspi. I don't think I can take that. Oh. One, man with this, one man with this last name was a journeyman center in the 80s and 90s, while his father is in the Hall of Fame. The father played mostly for the Syracuse Nationals, while the son went to Syracuse. This is definitely not Answer, please. Yeah. Uh, no, they, they are Dolph and Danny Shays, so zero. Oh, Dolph Shays. Toss-up, 13. Ming-Na and Kurtwood Smith starred in a 2002 film written and directed by this man, which was set at the Zambezi Glen, a camp modeled on the notorious men's gathering known as the Bohemian Grove. In addition to Teddy Bear's Picnic, this man collaborated with Tom Leopold on a musical whose characters included Clyde Tolson and his possible gay lover. This co-creator of J. Edgar the Musical has recently written a novel about the Native American experience, Not Enough Indians, though he may be better known for an unamusing radio program which originates at the KCRW in Santa Monica, and offers such feeble satirical features as Apologies of the Week. However, the voice of this host of this show may be better known to TV viewers, as he can be heard... 
Is it Frank? Uh, no, minus five. Okay. So it's as he can be heard portraying such characters as Lenny, Reverend Lovejoy, and Rainier Wolf Castle, the Ten Point Sims contributed to The Simpsons, who played Derek Smalls, and this is Spinal Tap. Harry Shear. Ten. Yay. Ten. One second later. Bonus. And so the following about a cable channel now mysteriously known as Sci-Fi for Ten Points Each. The old Sci-Fi channel's biggest hit was... Oh, sorry. Scrolling. <coughs> the old Sci-Fi Channel's biggest hit was this series, which detailed the relationship between humans and Cylons. Yes, the Sci-Fi original movie Frankenfish dealt sensitively with the plight of monstrous versions of this Asian fish species, which has become ubiquitous in some Maryland lakes and rivers the past few years. Fish. Sure. Answer, please. Uh, they are a snakehead. This sci-fi series was a CGI parody of Star Trek. Stephen Root voiced the main character, a spaceship captain named Sean McBlob, while other cast members yeah. include Carmen Electra. Damn, she's I got nothing. Uh, it's the rift, and that's ten. Toss up fourteen. This man was the financial backer of the Fantastic Force, and he was once engaged to singer Monica Lynn. Like Daredevil, he can be unlocked in Marvel Ultimate Alliance by collecting five action figures, and his father was murdered by the Dutchman Claw. He once acquired the legendary King Solomon's Frogs, which showed him a vision of the future in which he was going to die of a brain aneurysm. He must protect his homeland from enemies like Man-Ape and Eric Killmonger, who are after its reserves of a valuable mineral vibranium. Bonus. This figure shut down his telegraph service in 1922 to found a radio service initially dedicated to hours-long tirades against Louise Brooks. For ten points each. Name this Mike Wehrman look-alike, the namesake of a September 21st holiday. With Arbor? Sure. Mr. Arbor. Uh, now, that's T. Herman's Weeble. The T. Herman's Weeble is the longtime attributed editor of this publication. Is this the onion? Is this going to be the onion? Say it. The onion? Yes. Unfortunately, Zweebel's columns have appeared in The Onion only rarely since he suffered this fate in late 2000. It's going to do something stupid. Just one. A stroke? He's going to eat my shark. Answer, please. Eat my shark. Uh, no, that he was, he was launched into space, or accept clear knowledge equivalents. <laughs> Ten. Toss up fifteen. This seven-letter word appears in the title of a song which begins, Sweet Sister, Can't You Find the Words to Say? That song, which proclaims that in a dark room I can see you shining bright, describes a kind of love and is performed by the pains of being pure at heart. The lines, Almost Every Day I See the Same Face on Broken Picture Tube, begin a song by Pantera, whose title refers to this kind of hostility, while songs about this activity was the title of the second and last Big Black album. This word appears as a noun in a song which notes that we should talk about the title activity, as the ladies don't really like it. In addition to that song by Tenacious D, the insider's Pat O'Brien appears in a video to confirm that this activity is being performed in the car, up against the minibar, and in other places by Sarah Silverman and Matt Damon. Fucking yes. Oh, damn. That's going to say butt sex. That's a 
Not one. Bonus. Identify the following cameos by athletes in recent music videos for 10 points each. In Carrie Hilson's video for Knock You Down, this charger linebacker and steroid abuser appears but refrains from doing his signature lights out dance. Yes. This MMA fighter gets kicked in the nuts by Mandy Moore in her video for I Could Break Your Heart Any Day of the Week. He won his title by beating Randy Couture but lost it to Rampage Jackson. Robinson Cano, Melky Cabrera, and Jose Reyes appear alongside many bikini-clad hotties in the video for Palatumba by this Def Jam reggaeton artist. Collaborator with Tito El Bambino, he tragically now only releases Christian albums. Answer, please. Uh, that is Hector El Father Delgado. Plus up 16. Roles played by this actor include that of an officer named Abe Lincoln in a 1995 chick flick and that of Baldwin in Amistad, while this man also narrated the story of Daryl Royal. One film starring this man saw his best friend, played by Bradley Cooper, woo Zoe Deschanel. That film traumatized America with the sight of a naked Terry Bradshaw who played this actor's Matthew Kleine? Yes, and that's... That's power? That is power, yes. Bonus. This man recently directed a film for ESPN that focuses on the title figure during a 2008 game against the San Antonio Spurs, Kobe doing work. For 10 points each, name is director of such classic films as Freak. Yes. Lee also directed this film, which depicts the last day before a character played by Ed Norton begins a prison sentence. No, there's no prison sentence in there. Answer, please. That is 25th Hour. This Spike Lee joint parodies TV by showing the success of the new Millennium Minstrel Show. In it, one of the stars of the show is murdered by the Mau Mau's, a revolutionary group led by Mos Def. There's clockers. No, that's too old. Mos Def. Please. All I got is clockers. I can just, Answer, please. Clockers. That's a bamboozled. Kind of yeah, that, Kobe was so bad. Toss of 17. Probably named for his resemblance to another player who was the son of a circus strongman, this player was traded to the Dodgers via the Cardinals for Burley Grimes, the last grandfathered spitballer. Earlier, this player was a controversial Rule 5 draftee while playing for Toledo of the American Association, with his transfer requiring a special ruling from Kennesaw Mountain Landis to allow the team with which he is most associated to steal him from the New York Giants. This player split his best year's MVP award with Bill Terry after teammate Roger Hornsby won the last NL League award the previous season. That best year saw this player post 105 walks and 56 home runs. Uh, minus 5. The latter an NL record that stood for 68 years, but in points in the center fielder, best known for his 1930 season with the Cubs, during which he set a standing major league record by driving in 191 runs. Time. That is Hack Wilson. Yeah. Damn it. of 18. One item that the player can find in this game is a necklace made of human fingers, and an aquatic boss is fought in this game's chapter called Brackish Waters. One vehicle used in this game is the Centaur Tank, and early on the player meets Dizzy Wallen, who drives Betty. This game's third act, Gathering Storm, sees the first appearance of the deadly precipitation Razor Hail that's found outside the New Hope facility, in which the player must fight through numerous sires. 
New enemies in this game include blood mounts, cantus priests, and grinders, all of which can be fought in horde mode, and this game's final boss is a lambent brumac. For 10 points, name this 2008 Xbox 360 sequel, which once again follows Marcus Phoenix and Dominic Santiago as they attempt... Here's a word too. Yes. Bonus, one native of this country is nicknamed the Duck, though he may be better known for his smoking habit. Ten points each name the country, which is home to Angel Cabrera, a golfer who was once awarded a certain city's Silver Laurel Award. That award has also been given to Adolfo Bioy Cazares. Argentina. Argentina. Two prominent Argentine golfers share this surname. Eduardo is notorious for refusing to practice golf, while Andres has twice finished oh, in the top ten yeah. at the British Open. Yeah, I think it's Herrera, but I don't know. Herrera. Romero. Before Cabrera, this was the only Argentine to win a major, though he may be more famous for saying, what a stupid I am, after signing a wrong scorecard to cost himself the 1968 oh, yeah. Masters. Yeah. I don't remember his name. I don't remember it happening. I just can't remember his name. Sanchez. Uh, that's Roberto Di Vincenzo. Uh, no points. Toss up 19. Prior to being murdered by followers of Charles Manson, Sharon Tate appeared on It as a secretary named Janet Trigo. Fans of this series were not pleased by the appearance of marine biologist Mark Templeton, who was mistaken for an amphibian, while another storyline featured thespian Dash Riprock, who became enamored of one of this show's central female characters. Other characters on this program included Jane Hathaway, who worked for a banker named Mr. Drysdale. Among the actors... Beverly Hillbillies? Ten. Oh, yeah. Bonus. Name these songs by the Temptations for ten points each. This song declares, when it's cold outside, I've got the month of May, thanks to the title female. My girl. Yes. This Grammy-winning song is believed to be by, is believed by many to be about using drugs. In it, the Temptations claim that I'm feeling fine on the title location. The boardwalk. Yeah. Boardwalk. It's cloud nine. Various members of the group sing lyrics such as "I can turn the gray sky blue" and "I can build a castle from a single grain of sand." In this song, it was the only number one hit from their album "Puzzle People." That is, I can't get next to you. Ten for the first. Toss up twenty, the last. When Beavis and Butthead watch the video for this song, they complain that the whole point of college music is like to make the suburbs look bad. Before Butthead chastised Beavis for talking about stools, that video for this song features two fake-looking houses side by side, and includes a cameo by Fabio. A video for another song of this name features DJ Skeet Skeet, who is seen lying in bed at the end, as well as an unnamed cat being held by the singer before she starts cavorting with feathers. That song appears before Waking Up in Vegas and after the title track on the 2008 album One of the Boys. For 10 points, give the names shared by those songs by Jill Sobol and Katy Perry, which titillated Americans of two decades. I kissed the girl. 10. I wasn't sure. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Like, which which came from Bonus. Answer the following about things related to the name Dashiell for 10 points each. Sidney Greenstreet and Mary Astor appeared in this film based on a Dashiell Hammett novel. It was the first film directed by John Huston. Yes. Dashiell Bennett, who writes for Gawker Media, originally worked as head editor of this blog that has straight and gay options. Oh, I think I know this. I don't know. 
Answer, please. Is Flesh Bot? Some, someone named Wally Dashell played precisely one game for this team in 1924. Better-known players on that 1924 team included Willie Cam, Sarge Connolly, and Hall of Famer Eddie Collins. Oh, Eddie Collins was on the Tigers. Mm. No, White Sox, right? White, White, White Sox. Yeah, White Sox. Yes, and that is 20. Final score, unrestricted free agents 280, Sand Games Warriors 140.